So as a startup company, you truly need some mentors to help give you some great insight so that you don't run into roadblocks and go, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's too late at that point, you're in trouble. Mississippi is known for our music, our food, and hospitality, but we're also state full of creativity, innovation, and entrepreneurs. From Innovate Mississippi, this is Startup State. Today, Gary talks with Charlie Helms of WSN Live. WSN enables schools, universities, churches, and businesses to set up high-quality streaming coverage of events with a turnkey solution. I'm Gary Watts. Thank you for joining us for the latest Startup State podcast. Hey, Charlie, we appreciate you being with us today. So to begin, just tell us a little bit about uh, the inception of WSN Live, uh, your background, and kind of how you got into this business. We started the company back in 2010 and went to the market in 2011. It was really designed to show schools how they could create more revenue for their uh, programs. And uh, we started with streaming as a method to generate that revenue. Things have scaled from there, but I go all the way back. I was a videographer at Provine High School in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, back in 73 and 74. All of that experience took me on to work with uh, WAPT, Channel 16 there in Jackson. Later worked with ABC Sports and then freelanced doing videography and all other type of television work for years. Now I'm back into doing television work for my local church. And uh, this company, we're all about live streaming. And uh, the, the company is really geared and designed to help schools understand ownership of their content, understanding what that value has. So we're doing that across the country. We're in schools all the way from California to Virginia. When you talk about ownership of the content, I'm assuming that primarily the content would be athletic content, or is there any other types of content in school environments that you can help them with? There is other uh, content in the school market. Uh, They have a lot of competition in the high school level for like attache there in Clinton, uh, your show choirs, you have your dance and then band competition. So other competitors that we encounter, once you utilize and stream through their services, all of that information now belongs to them. And with WSN, we're wanting schools to understand you don't want to give up your school's history just because you want to save a dollar. Uh, You're literally giving up all of that information for someone else to capitalize, and they raise all the revenue. You just got to stream for either free or very low cost. But we try to get schools to understand you really did pay for it. You paid for streaming, even though you didn't spend the money, you paid by giving up ownership of your content. And that's the big thing that we're really hitting the market with today is not giving up that ownership and retaining your history so that you can go back and utilize that um, for other purposes and to keep your information yours. Let, let me let me kind of give you an example that comes to my mind that that you, and you tell mm-hmm. me if this is what you're saying. And you mentioned Clinton High School and, and Attaché. So mm-hmm. so years ago, had Clinton and Attaché had your service, and they had content of Attaché performed when Lance Bass was there in a part of Attaché. Then years right. later, he makes it big within Sync, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they own that content, can use it to help promote what they're doing in Clinton schools. 
versus exactly. versus if they were with another provider, then they wouldn't own that content and they wouldn't have the ability to do that. Is that kind of what that you're saying? That is correct. That is exactly correct. Anytime you have any kind of this streamed recording or information of this nature, if you have gone through a free service, you have immediately given up the rights to that because you're doing it for free or a very low cost. We have massive servers where we retain that information, but the schools have the access to download it at any time they want it because they own it. And that's what we're trying to educate schools on is maintaining that right ownership. Now, the big elephant on the block is the National Federation out of Indiana, the National Federation High School Network. Well, they publicize it big time that they're the biggest rights holder to high school sports content. They're proud of it. They're letting you know that they own the rights to it. They do the DVD sales. And they get the revenue and they give a share of it back to the schools. Now, you know, personally, I see that as a real big red flag, uh, but they are the big elephant. And we're seeing more and more schools that are awakening to the fact that, wait a minute, the quality's bad. We're not happy with what we're seeing. Our fans are unhappy with a subscription service where they have to pay to watch. And so they're bailing. And they're looking for other services. So we're getting a lot of traction because of those situations. I, I guess when I think about it from from a, the book, a, a publishing company and books, you need that publishing company to do distribution. But you guys mm-hmm. help them with distribution, I guess, and getting these products back to where it's streamable by uh, whoever wants to watch it. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We are a full-service CDN, that is Content Delivery Network. So with the school streaming through us, they're able to stream not only just to their website and mobile devices, but we also feed the information to their own branded Roku channel, Amazon channel. We'll be Google Chromecast in the next week and Apple TV after the first of the year. So that content is going to all of these platforms through us and they're in control of that content. Let's talk a little bit about the cost of this. I mean, when you say that you got to be wary of kind of free services that then own your content, is there a big differential in, in cost? What kind of investment sure. does does sure. a school or a church need to, to kind of do annually to be able to have this service? Well, uh, first of all, you've got to have the right gear to deliver quality productions. And we're very particular about that because I'm very strong on, if you do not look good as a school with your production, then you are making WSN look bad as well. And so we're protecting both our clients and our reputation that we are delivering high quality content. So you gotta have the right gear. And once we've analyzed if they have gear that it's adequate or will work properly, then we can move to the next stage. The cost difference is you get what you pay for. So if you pay free, then don't expect much. But with our price, we're a premium service because not only do we deliver your content, we also have expert technicians available Anytime you go live, uh, 7.30 on a Friday night, you've got a problem. You've got our engineer ready to help you to resolve the issue. Well, that's huge in the production world because the last thing you need 
is a problem and your fans can't watch it and you don't know what to do to fix it. We're there for that. So you're paying for our technicians. You're paying for our expertise. You're paying for the data. Just like when you go to AT&T, you have two data plans to choose from. I want either the lower cost, which is 720 high def and a very low bandwidth to use it, or I want to pay for their premium plan, which is 1080 and it's wide open bandwidth. That's what we offer. Our cost for the two, if you want the high end, you're looking at $8,500 for the year for unlimited streaming and a full television production setup. Or you can go $720 for the year and it's $7,000 for the year for the technician support and unlimited streaming and all of the other uh, Roku and Amazon. Our plans are identical as far as uh, features and benefits. They're identical, except for you're burning more data at 1080 than you do at 720. Let's talk a little bit about bandwidth and are the schools set up with the proper bandwidth to be able to uh, broadcast this or do you have to kind of help them uh, upgrade their bandwidth? Uh, how, how have you experienced that with some of your, your customers? Well, that's interesting because when we first started the company, our name was Wi-Fi Sports Network. And the Wi-Fi was because that's all the schools had to stream with was a Wi-Fi signal off of a hotspot. And in 2010, 2011, and 12, it was 3G Wi-Fi. Well, my goodness, we're now in Memphis, we're at 5 LTE, and most everywhere else is still 4G LTE. Well, that is really great. But today, because schools now see this, as a true learning experience, we're seeing more and more schools are getting fiber everywhere. So they've got the bandwidth to make this happen. But for schools that don't have that, we help with our technology team. We're able to show them that there's hardware like Ambiguity, and it is a transmitter receiver system that's at 5.8 gigahertz, and it will shoot the signal five miles. And so they can put up a transmitter at the school and shoot it to the press box. And now they have whatever the school's internet is at their press box. And the sweet thing about this, it's portable. So now you can turn it and move it over to the best baseball field. And for under $200, they have internet at any of their outdoor activities. So that's where things are because early on, HD was not even in the dreams because of internet bandwidth. But today, that is the demand. It has to be high def. Otherwise, they're not interested. And um, that has made a full circle over the last two and a half years. I mean, that was a major change for everybody to get to high def. And we, again, were the first to launch in high def at true 1080. Everybody else was at 720 and it was still grainy, what great, but we were at 1080 right off the bat. Right. In this day and age, the more high definition it is, the more attractive it is to the viewing eye. Exactly. We've had schools contact us and go, we've watched some of your other schools that are in our area and your quality is so much better. What are you doing different? And we always tell them it's not one thing, it's everything. There's not just one piece of magic that we pull. It's everything that we put together over the last eight years to develop the platform we have. We've got companies that are in the streaming business that are now partners with us because our platform is that strong. They say, we we know we're paying a little bit more than what we have been, but because your service is so good, we want it. 
how does advertising tie into that and who has the rights to that and are schools taking advantage mm-hmm. of it? Because it seems like to me they can more than make up for $8,500 a year just in advertising revenue. The advertising works just like any television company. So you've got the digital ad that can be within the website that hyperlinks to that company's business. You also have the ability for superimposed graphics for the instant replay sponsor scoreboard sponsors, and then television commercials that were run during the broadcast. The schools, they are out marketing and selling this themselves, and they keep 100% of the ad generation. We just signed a school in Iowa, Hampton, Dumont. In his first 70 days, I believe it was, no, 60 60 days, he told me he already had sold $75,000 in ad sales, and it was still going. Uh, We've got schools in Mississippi that are in six figures with our ad generation. So this is a cash flow business for schools. So let's talk a little bit. We've talked about schools. Let's talk a little bit about churches and how you're impacting Uh, churches. And I'm assuming streaming their services. So let's talk a little bit about churches. We have just moved into the church market and I'm extremely excited about it because the competition in the church market is so totally different. Um, There's very few in the area and those that are doing it are really going on the very low end of the platform. A lot of churches are streaming to Facebook and they're finding out the uh, handicaps by going there and uh, Facebook's mentality of how they treat certain religious groups. And we've already picked up two churches in Mississippi, three churches in Tennessee, and we've already gotten reaches from North Carolina from several churches. Uh, The data cost is a lot less because the viewership is only going to be for about an hour versus a three-hour football game. And they're only going to stream possibly two times a week versus eight to 10 times a week. So our cost is a lot less for churches, and it's driven by the um, congregational um, number that a church has, the number of members in the church will drive that cost factor. But we deliver everything that we're doing on the high school side. We're doing it on the church side as well. You're across all platforms and we deliver all the technical support. We're uh, customizing the gears more toward a church service versus a remote scenario where you're constantly moving things at a high school level from the football field to the basketball to the baseball field. This is all stationary equipment and we're going in with robotic cameras. So you have more control and less volunteers to have to worry with to run the system. On a startup cost for a church to get the right HD camera equipment and get it installed, you got some kind of budget number? We just quoted a a small church in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, the First Baptist Church in Bay St. Louis, and they had some gear and they just felt like it was definitely older gear and needed some upgrades. So they bought one extra camera and a laptop, and that alone was like $2,800 for the laptop and the camera. And then their service, because their congregational size is about 400, their streaming for the year is $2,000. Yeah, so there's really, money's not a barrier to entry to this. No, not at all. Not at all. Talk about some of the challenges you faced in in doing this over the last Uh, 10 years. Yeah, the challenges have always been the bigger elephant on the block. Um, The National Federation used to be called Play on Sports, and uh, they signed a contract together with the National Federation. And that has always been our biggest uh, stumbling block is the traction they have. They've raised over $70 million, and they're still not profitable. Uh, So we're, we're not the big bully on the block, but we've got big schools like Woodward Academy out of College Park, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, The biggest private independent school in the country left the National Federation to join us. 
So we're seeing that kind of traction and um, we feel that that's going to help us. But it's the industry is just now catching up. When we started, we had to build towers to make this happen, not laptops. Laptops are nowhere near where they are today. And they couldn't do what we were requiring. And now in the last um, two and a half years, everything we do is built through laptop mentality for portability. So we see that the market as far as hardware has catched up with us. But we also now see that the industry is changing. You cannot watch television without seeing where people are, you know, cutting cable, going to Hulu, going to YouTube TV, Netflix. That's where things are going. And the television industry is in a full-blown panic mode to start doing exactly the same thing. They're getting apps for all their TV shows, apps for their local TV station. You watch Every major sport, they have their own streaming app. That's where this is going. And we feel like we're in the lead because we're already there. We're already on the two hottest streaming channels. That's Roku and Amazon. And we are certified builders for them. And uh, we're getting a lot of attention for some of major advertising companies uh, because we've got roughly 50 Roku channels up right now. Well, they're wanting to advertise on our channels. And we're waiting to get to a little bit larger scale. And then we're going to go in with those advertisers and we'll take that revenue from that and we're going to share it back to the schools. So the more the schools stream, the more money they will be paid for streaming. Now the church market I don't see that happening. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit. I'm assuming then for churches and schools, both on demand is also a product that's included in your package. Yes. Everything a school streams through us is recorded automatically. Now, that doesn't mean it goes up on air automatically. Coaches do not like that. They don't want their competition watching them for eight weeks and then have to play them in the playoffs. So the archives on our end, again, because the schools own the control, will not be live until the school tells us to put it up live. Are you streaming live? while the event's happening most of the time? Oh, yes, yes. All of our events are live. When a school hits the stream button, they're live. Uh, It's just the coaches don't want to have the archive up where they can watch it for, you know, they can watch that archive over and over and over and learn all about what they're doing. They want to hold control over that. Let's talk about some advice you might give a young entrepreneur that's just starting out in any field. I think the biggest thing, this is my first business to start. I started a closed circuit television company back in 1983 and built it up to over 300 clients and sold that business. When you try to become that entrepreneur and start a company up, you really need to take the time to have a business plan. Understand not to just jump in and go, well, I'll figure it out as I go. Uh, You're doomed for failure. Uh, because if you have no plan, then your plan is to fail. And including people like Innovate Mississippi, uh, they truly helped us groom our company uh, for the growth and for the uh, obstacles that we would run into down the road. They've been a a great ally for us and truly helped us. Uh, So having a mentoring system like Innovate had helped us tremendously. So as a startup company, you truly need some mentors to help give you some great insight so that you don't run into roadblocks and go, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's too late at that point. You're in trouble. And that's that's been one of the keys to my success. And I think the success to the company 
is that we've had some great mentors that we were able to work with from Innovate. Speaking of Innovate, I know mentorship is something they really provide. What are some of the other things that they've really done to help you? Well, to be honest, I mean, they they stood with us and were helping us cash-wise. I mean, they were with their program. They came in with some extra money to help grow the company, to help us scale a few things that we needed to be able to do um, from hardware changes, software changes, because of the um the Mississippi seed fund that they were able to bring in, we were able to acquire all of that changes. And that is what has made our company where we are today. Had we not, it would have been a very bumpy road. Uh, but with that cash flow, we were able to truly uh, regroom the company and now truly be a leader with our CDN program. We really appreciate you taking the time today, Charlie, to talk to us and, and share your story because it's stories like yours that other young entrepreneurs need to hear in Mississippi and, and around the country. And so uh, it means a lot that you spent some time with us. So we appreciate it. I appreciate your time very much. And uh, again, thank you all for all that you do for us. And uh, we'll keep you posted as we fix to launch uh, our church market on a full campaign. Let's start something great. From Innovate Mississippi, this has been Startup State. For more information on the Startup State podcast and entrepreneurial services offered by Innovate Mississippi, visit innovate.ms. Startup State is sponsored by Fuse.Cloud. Fuse.Cloud provides businesses of all sizes worry-free IT solutions. Visit Fuse.Cloud for more information. This podcast innovatively produced in Mississippi by MWB Studios.